Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. Today with us we've got Caitlin. Caitlin's just landed a role as a um, financial services associate at PwC, so that's really cool. She graduated last year from the University of Auckland with majors in accounting and commercial law, also having been involved in a range of charitable organizations, including Synergy, Kids Line, and Habitats for Humanity. She's an excellent communicator and has a passion and insights into how to become a great team member and build successful working relationships. So it's, it's great to have you here, Kayla. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So um, who is someone that uh, you consider uh, an inspiration? Um, I think like, I've kind of had a few various people that inspire me at different points of my life, I think, depending on what I'm looking for at the time. But somebody who's kind of been constant for me over the past maybe like good five years or something is actually Miranda Hart. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's a British comedian. And like when I first saw her, I fell in love with her because she's very witty and good at puns, was kind of like the original attraction. And <laughs> I just... Feature, yeah. <laughs> top feature, exactly. And so I just found her hilarious. But then kind of as I kept like watching her and enjoying her, I guess, like, what I took from her was that she's so, like, happy and unashamed to be completely herself and not care what anybody else thinks about her whatsoever. And I think that's something that, like, I found most inspiring because I think it's so important to just embrace exactly who you are and all of, like, the flaws and the little unique, like, tits and bits. And so her, for me, to be completely unashamedly yourself was so inspirational and that's just something that I've continued through. That's really cool. That's great. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the key to being a great team player? I think to be a great team player, there's a few things um, that kind of come to mind. The first thing is obviously communication and that's something that's coming up so so often like mm. these days you know with like recruiters and everything but I think like normally people think about communication as kind of like the stock standard like oh you just need to tell people when you're stressed or you've got too much work and just like but I think there's there's like three facets of communication that I think are important that kind of like typical one of like you yourself talking and communicating mm. and I think the second part of it is you listening to what other people are communicating to you and then the third part is understanding how other people communicate so that you can kind of, I guess, connect with them better. And so, like, mm. the first one, as I said, you yourself communicating, you know, like, telling people where you're at at each time so you can kind of, I guess, like, manage things more efficiently so that they know where you're at. Because mm. um, otherwise, you know, like, if you, don't, if you don't tell somebody how you're feeling about something, they're never going to know. And if like something is like causing you stress or you've got like a problem with something, then it's better to sort it sooner rather than later and just tell somebody about it. So there's kind of like, there's that thing, which is kind of the stock standard that I think most people think about. The second thing, and that's listening to other people, I find it really important and it's something that I picked up when I was volunteering at Kids Line that they kind of like drilled into me through there was that you want to listen to understand rather than listen to reply. Mm -hmm. And I think that today it's all too common for people to, like, when they're having a conversation with somebody, to listen to them purely so that they can think of something to say back. And we're all like, oh, we're so scared of silence and awkward silences. Wah. Where, like, it's okay to be silent. 
And it's okay to take in and process something that the other person is saying and take a moment to fully understand it before you just come up with your own opinion, just to hear the sound of your own voice. You know, and so I think, yeah, listen to understand rather than to reply. And then finally, third one, to understand how other people communicate. And so, like, when I was part of Synergy and having to, um, like, lead a group of consultants that had to, like, work in a team together and, like, a team of five, they'd never met each other before and they have to go through this big project together. And I'd say to them, I was like, there are people in your group, some will be incredibly introverted, others will be incredibly extroverted, and so you've got to keep that in mind and think about how other people react to situations. Because, for example, when you're in a group situation, you might have the extrovert that goes out there and they like slam all these ideas at you and they're like, boom, 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 we should try this, boom, boom, we should try that. And just because they're the loudest person in the room, and there might be a few other people that are like, ooh, that's not actually a great idea. And like, honestly, often like extroverts, they talk, like they speak their thoughts. And so like you get to hear all of their thought processes, but like, just like anybody, your thought process, like the first thing that comes to mind for you isn't necessarily going to be the best idea. But because they're the only ones saying the ideas and everybody else just kind of goes, oh, like, yep, like, that's the perfect idea. Let's go. Let's go. Without, you know, actually, like, thinking it through or, like, being okay to challenge it and, like, wanting to step Mm -hmm. up. Whereas there might be somebody else sitting in the group that's just, like, thinking away, quietly plotting away to themselves because that's just how they think. And they've got this, like, little nugget of gold there, but they're not going to come out with it if, like, they're not asked by somebody else because they don't feel confident to just, like, you know, put their opinions, like, towards the group. And so I think when you're in a group situation, it's important to, you know, for people that think aloud to challenge all of their ideas um, because they're probably more than happy to, like, come back at you and be like, ah, yeah. oh, this and this and this. But then to also to remember the quieter people of the group and to encourage them to speak as well. Yeah, so when you talk about listening to reply uh, instead of listening to understand, um, that's something that, uh, hosting a podcast is actually um, sort of, it's been a bit of a struggle um, to start off with, to be honest, because uh, you want to ask thoughtful, uh, interesting follow-up questions, uh, but you also ask, you can't get away from um, having trying to understand the person uh, uh, to the best of your ability, because that's so important when you're having yeah. a conversation. So, yeah, from personal experience, that's a really good point that you yeah. raise. For yeah. sure. And, like, it's something that I still struggle with today, like, I, like when they're like events that they put on, you like go there and they're like, oh, like remember to like ask them questions because you've got to like suck all the good knowledge out of your brain. And so I'm like sitting there, like thinking really hard about trying to ask these thoughtful questions, and then I forget to actually, you know, properly listen to them because I'm thinking so hard about that. So it's like uh, it's a hard balance, and like I'm still working on it. What um, advice would you give to other young uh, young women in particular looking to find a mentor? Um. I think, like, if you are able to get into a structured program, then, like, that's really cool, and I think that's a good place to go for, like, your first port of call. But I think don't, like, wind yourself up about trying to, like, get into a structured relationship like that because you might already have a mentor. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, men as well because, you know, fellas are not leaving you out. (laughs) Um, Like, you might not realise that you have a mentor around you 
right now because like with Yvonne the synergy I didn't think I really like realized it until the end and I was like wow she was basically a mentor for me and I was like boom mind blown moment but it's just that person that's like always there for you and ends up being that go like that go to but I think if you're wanting to go out there and like develop a more structured maybe like professional relationship with somebody I think like look at like if you're working somewhere look for somebody that's like um had a bit more experience and is like a bit above you and it doesn't need like you know if you're you know if like the woman like it doesn't need to be another woman to be your mentor like you can have male mentors it's just somebody that you're like yes like I get along well with this person they've got more experience with me and they're going to be honest with me and then just go and approach them and be like hi I was like wondering if you could kind of like mentor me if we could like have a coffee every month or so and if I can just like discuss my like career plans or any like professional issues that I'm dealing with and like honestly I think like people love to think that they can be a mentor right they're like Woo! <laughs> um, and I think like anybody can be a mentor um, like you're not limited to being like oh you've had to have like a successful career or whatever because everybody has their own life experiences and issues that they've had to deal with mm-hmm. that they can go and like help other people with and so honestly I think like if you just ask anybody then they'll be more than happy. So, what activities in either school or university do you think most improved your communication and presentation skills? I think it kind of like started when I joined Kids Line and I had to like get over my fear of answering the phone. To be honest, because like for those of you that don't know, Kids Line's a um, telephone counseling service for children and I like never liked answering the phone just like the idea of not knowing who was on the other end of the phone like freaked me out and so <laughs> why I decided to volunteer for Kids Line is beyond me. Do you think um, taking the job at Kids Line um, was more of a subconscious kind of thing to, to get over your own fear of, of picking up the phone or taking phone calls? That's a good question. I'm not sure because I think I think at the time I was like um, like I really care about like volunteering for a good cause and I was like and lots of friends kind of like tend to come to me for advice seeking so I was like it, it like kind of works and I think I like kind of forgot about the fact that it would be over the phone but like maybe you're right in that I was like oh, I need like something to get me out of like subconsciously to like get me out of my comfort zone get me over this and mm. I like enjoy doing this kind of thing. It just like kind of seemed like a natural progression. How would you um how would you currently define success? Good question. I like it. I like it. I think three things. Mm-hmm. Being respected, being approachable, and being happy. Um I think like being respected is probably the biggest one for being success. Because I think you can, I don't know, do all these great things, produce all this, like, great work, but if, you know, your colleagues and your peers or, if, like, you know, your clients, like, the, um, like, kind of, like, the people, like, below you and that, like, don't respect you for what you're doing, then, like, you've got nothing. And so I think that's incredibly, like, important to build up. And, like, I don't know, I think, like, respect can be a hard thing to to build from people because I think it's like something that takes time and so you've got to like do the things like you know be reliable 
like when you say something you know like keep your word for it and that kind of thing and build like trust in that for people but I think once you've got it that's really important and that's how like great relationships are fostered and like how people will like keep coming back to you for things you know I just like boom if you're like respected then like I think like you've got it down and then like I guess kind of like from that being approachable I think is like because I think like workplaces are you know like no longer kind of like what they used to be and they're very like relationship and people focused and you need to be like a person to be able to like be successful in work and so like being able to be approachable to anybody from like any level and from not just like inside where you are but also like all the ones outside you know even just walking along the street and if somebody wants to ask like you for directions I think that's like a good example of like being approachable and that like you know that people can come to you for anything whether it is like work related or personal related I think is really important and then like the last one just to be happy because like if you've got everything and you've got all this great work and you're like I don't know this and that you've got all the money in the world if you're not happy then like what was it all for mm. you know so those are my three little check boxes what would be your stance on um, focusing just on your strengths um, versus sort of uh, focusing on your weaknesses as well I think like your strengths but I think there are some things that you might have a natural strength at and that's cool and like you should like focus on like garnering that but I think if you have a weakness and that it's like stopping you from doing well at your strengths then that's something that you need to look at but like I think it's like if you have a weakness like that you're not the best communicator I don't think that you should just be like oh nah <laughs> like about Caitlin it. said you're not going to be the best at everything so you're not going to be the best communicator and just like chuck it to the side it's not like that because I think yeah if it's going to like, it's like I don't know because like your strength would be something else and like I think you need something like communication for everything and I think communication is something that everybody can develop I think it's like there's like communication and there's like snowboarding and I think communication is something that everybody can develop but I know like I don't know, physically, I just don't think I'm, like, ever going to be cut out to be a snowboarder, you know? And so I think you've got to kind of, like, pick and choose your strengths and weaknesses depending on, like, if it's going to hold you back from doing those things that you're really good at. Mm -hmm. So focusing on your strengths um, and focusing also on the weaknesses that will hold you back from fulfilling your potential in those strengths. I think, yeah, communication is also a little bit of an exception in some ways in that, I think it's just a skill that we can all use all the time yeah. and and it's just sort of very ingrained in us. So, like, there's, there's a constant advantage to slowly improving and yeah. there's lots of opportunity to improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or something a bit more specific, like, like snowboarding would be more of a, a micro skill that yeah. only affects very few people. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to students hoping to get roles at large firms, like, say, <laughs> PwC? Hey, name drop. Yeah, <laughs> um, I get asked this question a lot by like people once I found out that I was going to be starting at PwC, then they were going for their interviews and that. They're like, mm. what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, woo! <laughs> I don't okay. know, because 
first of all, I'm not, you know, kind of like part of the internal recruitment system, so I don't know exactly what they're looking for. But what I do know and what I always tell people is that they're looking for people. So be yourself, I think, is number one, the most important thing when, like, not even just big firms, but even, like, small firms or even, like, a part-time job or whatever. Anything you're going for, just be yourself. Because I know, like, firms and, like, recruiters now are, like, simply looking for people because, you know, technology is changing the environment that we're living and working in so, so quickly. And, you know, like, the robots are taking over. But, like, there are lots of, like, simple jobs that, like, yeah, we've needed people for in the past that, like, now technology is like replacing even just like in the accounting it's like you know like financial statements and like you know zero is able to just like spit things out for you like so much quicker than ever before and it just like takes out this like whole level that you didn't need before and so like all of those people that like you know like maybe weren't the best at like working in a team or whatever or that were like happy to just sit there like plugging away at numbers like no longer needed you know it's like you get like you've got to get like head up onto like the next step and so I know at least like places like PwC or like in the like the line that I'm in like with like private business and having to like work directly with clients is that they're looking for people that can communicate and like build relationships and rapport and like trust and respect you know successfully and like right now computers can't do that you know and I don't think that clients would want to talk to a computer even if it can do their job really well, they still want to have those, like, real-life relationships. And so I know, like, that is, like, for one thing that firms these days are looking for is real people that can make, you know, real connections and real relationships with people going forward. So, like, just be yourself. Don't, like, you know, at the same time, don't, like, loosen up and, like, swear everywhere. But, like, (laughs) let them, you know, like, be yourself. Let them feel your passions and like know what you're passionate about like I know know there are some people out there that are like passionate about their study and I'm like cool like good for you like if you like love to like sit there and like read through stuff I'm like I'm not going to stop you but like I know that's not for me but I feel like if your only passion is study then you need to get out there more and I was Mm -hmm. like and you need to like try some different things because I'm like that can't be your only passion there are so many things out there in the world that you can do and try and experience that, like, I don't know, and, you know, and, like, tell people about it, you know, like, let let your excitement and enthusiasm, like, feed through and, like, mm. you know, gather connections that way. If you had to pick one challenge to tackle over the next 40 years or so, what, what do you think that would be? Hmm. Um, I think, so I know that there's, like, a lot of big things out there, like, you know, climate change and poverty and this and that and I think they are all important challenges to tackle but I don't think that like me myself is the person to tackle that um and I don't know I don't like I don't know what it is but I just like feel inside me I'm like it's not it's not going to be like me that's going to be the one that's like leading leading the change for like this and that if um, I can play a role in like supporting and empowering other people to like realize their potential then like they're the ones that are like going to go and like you know Mm. save the world and like develop like funky food and you know this and that um and so 
yeah, I think like that's something that I want to change. I want to be able to like empower and develop people to believe in themselves. So, what's the most um, worthwhile investment you've ever made, uh, financially or non-financially? Hard one. I think non-financially, just putting in more time with my friends. I think like this past year, I, like beginning of last year, I kind of like, I realised how important it was to have that support network around me, and so I kind of, I spent a lot of last year. Um, like reconnecting with a lot of friends like from high school from like the climbing gym that I hadn't seen for a while and it was like I don't know I felt like really lucky to be surrounded by like a really good group of people even though like they all didn't like hang out with each other together and but like I've got like lots of like good little like groups of people and then like individuals that like are just great and so yeah I've realized that it's really important I, I kind of see like time is like my investment because like after having like you know studied for a few years and then and like even though I've been like working through this time you know you, you don't have a lot of cash <laughs> and so time is my investment and so like if I can like put my time into people and I guess that's kind mm. of like my money in a way. I think it's um, a great place to end it um, hang out more with your, your friends and family invest in time invest in yourself yeah um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and it was great to meet you Caitlin. Thank yeah. you so much thank you for having me it was a great time.